Welcome to Energy Matters, where we explore alternative health in the Pioneer Valley. I'm your host, Caroline Rutterman, and I'm a Reiki professional and intuitive in Northampton, Massachusetts. For the past nine years, I've been teaching people how to use their intuition and helping them reduce stress and anxiety. Together, we'll talk with other practitioners and learn how they bring health and healing to the Pioneer Valley. Let's do this. Hey, welcome, welcome, everyone. You are listening to Energy Matters, and we have a very special show for you today. We are here um, bringing back Funsag Wangmo um, of the Shangsheng School of Tibetan Medicine. And so we are here today to talk about, um, kind of have a special episode about what is, what's happening with COVID, um, how Tibetan medicine is treating it. And, you know, we're, we're just really here to explore um, things that we can do outside of the traditional Western model while while staying safe and all that great stuff. Welcome, Menpa. Thank you. Hi, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Hi. Um, so, uh, Menpa, tell us, um, tell us a little bit about what's going on with Tibetan medicine and, and COVID-19. Okay, so... I know that's a big topic. We'll we'll just dive right in <laughs> wherever you want to start with that. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I will start a little bit of the yeah, um, like history of the Tibetan medicine. Sure, and then special like the the contagious disease. So in the Tibetan medicine, uh, we have a section, a specific a section to study all the contagious disease, so these kind of things. So in the, yeah, so this is one thing. So in that book, uh, there are certain uh, causes, uh, conditions, symptoms are pretty sort of like related with uh, what is the, the this time, the COVID-19. So that's when we go back to review the, our books. The reason why we did that is uh, in, in China, when they, uh, in the January, when they had the outbreak time. Mm-hmm. And then the number one is that they did not go to the, the, the regions of the Tibet, especially like autumnal region. So we did not had anyone. And then the reason is that the one is our daily diet. It is also one, maybe the effect. One could be also that the region's land and then the temperatures, the daytime is very hot and the evening is too cold. So maybe the bacteria was kind yeah. of being <clears throat> exposed to extreme temperatures. Yeah, looks like it. And then also the climate is clean, so the very pure fresh air element, sort of like the, the breathing environment is clean still pretty well. So I think all those is infected. But another one also in the Tibetan people, we have an, like a habit to when you feel like that the flu, it will reaching close to the flu seasons, we drink there is a decoction like a tea to prevent the flu. So that normally we give to the, our senior peoples or the children when they're getting close to the, the flu season to prevent them for that. And is the, the decoction that you're talking about, this this tea, uh, what, what kind of herbs are inside of that? 
So in that herb is very simple groups of herbs. So the one of them is like the like the, the different berry, and then uh, like the sibarthorn. Mm-hmm. So those kind of, and then um, there's two other also herbs. But the herb formula is very simple. We can find more or less everywhere. So those kind of like the formula, the herb tea we drinks. And in generally, either you have the flu or you want to prevent the flu. So that's, so do, but that's like a, a longer term kind of thing if you're trying to like, is yeah. it for like boosting your immunity kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. So this kind of, you know, doing these kind of things normally is they help. So this time also when they started in China, the the flu, I mean, this the, the virus in Tibet, we do these kind of things. And then also uh, we take that the herbs internally. And then also there is like a mantras, uh, medicine mantra. So we chanting those mantras and also do the practice and then do certain diet. So all those kind of things helped in Tibet so that we didn't get, so for that reason, and then we did sort of like a research because is once the, the, heat, the virus arrived to the West and especially in America, then uh, Tibetan people started to seek people who live in New York, New Jersey, those kind of, so then, yes, we had to go back to the, our book and then what did they say, what we can help them. So that we found is that it really helps. Even in China, this that the Zhong Nanshan, he is the like a Chinese CDC, the person also, he said the Tibetan medicine has a potential to help for this COVID-19. Now, are, are you... Are you treating, are you currently treating people that have COVID-19? Uh, yes, uh, I would not say really I'm treating, treating, but I'm helping them to get uh, better. Uh, What's the difference between treating, treating and helping people to get better? <laughs> so I try to, you know, is it the treat and to get better? I think is to, I mean, that the Tibetan medicine is like approach system is holistic. So we are not working all in this, that the problems, but we try to look at the holistic body. So one, we try to bring up the body and then also that the energies with that the body, like that the emotional, all those things. Mm-hmm. We try to help those kind of things to come down. The emotional is like a more positive handled and then help the physical body is to try to restrain the up. And then meantime, to this that issue, the virus or whatever that issue, we give certain like herbal tea to get help to, so this kind of way, yes, we, we help, we try to help them. And then it's responding very well. So how um, are people reaching out to you, uh, you know, because we were chatting earlier and you, you mentioned how Oftentimes, if people are tested positive within the Western medicine, they receive testing and it comes back positive, they're kind of sent, if their symptoms aren't terribly bad, they're sent to quarantine. And there's not much else that is being done other than allowing it to process through your body. Um, how, how are you helping? How is Tibetan medicine helping um, with people who might be at home with sick um, and, but 
you know, what do you, what do you guys are, what are you able to do um, that Western medicine isn't, isn't currently having a, a solution for? Yes. Uh, yeah, we have sort of like two groups of the people. One group of people is that they're still not diagnostics yet, but they call the doctors and the doctors, they, they like phone diagnostics sort of like conversation with the doctor. And then they said, yes, your symptom is pretty much the COVID-19 symptom. So till you get worse, you stay home and then uh, uh, stay self-quarantine, these kind of things. And then if you get worse, you call the, the doctors. So this is one group. The other group is, yes, they went to see the, the doctors. They had the test. They're positive. But the doctor said, okay, at the moment, you are not emergency stay in the in the hospital. So you go home and then stay and then self-quarantine. So this is another one group. Mm-hmm. So that what I'm talking is a month ago, okay, is it not, not today? Maybe today is a little changed. Now it's a little better. So those kind of people uh, we, we have. And then, uh, yeah, when the people is in the home, so it's, uh, they have a lot of fears because it's in the news report that the COVID-19 is very serious. That's true. It is a serious so meantime, then they would want to find something help. So these kind of things, we try to work with them. So we first, we work with the diet. We are advising the certain diet, which kind of food should eat, which kind of food should not eat. And then second, we try to work with them because this that the, the, the problem is when they gradually develops, not like immediately doesn't attack into the lungs or the organs. Right. So mostly there is a like the time to like a, as that the CDC say like that the to show the symptoms to to get worse. So there's sometimes like two to fourteen days. So they takes you know they takes a good length of the time. So what to oh. show the real symptoms? So during this kind of time, we try to help them to uh, to yeah to to get out of this that the issue. Now, you mentioned working with people on the types of foods that um, t- that they're they're eating. Um, are these general recommendations or are these still falling in the holistic patterns of like individual to individual and their systems? Um, like what are things that people should not be eating right now? And what are some things that people should be eating? Yes, uh, could be also individual, but it, there are certain like a common one. An example, if you feel like a like first symptom, like flu, flu symptoms, common flu symptoms, then we advising to the people is do not eat any sour food, any fermented food. No fermented and no sour foods? Sour food, no fermented food. So, so, this is so the daily lemon that I'm drinking is not helping me right now? <laughs> yeah, and the, the, the lemon is a, it's okay because it's a natural sour group is a little better. But is a fermented group is not good. So because, kombucha, yeah. Uh, yeah. sauerkraut, kimchi. Exactly. Um, what other tempeh? Because tempeh is fermented, right? Limon. I mean, oh. not lemon. What do you call the like vinegars? The vinegar. Wine, alcohol. Okay. 
kind of included your goods. That's interesting that you um, that alcohol is considered a sour food because I always think of it as so sweet. There's there's so much uh, sugars in, in alcohol. The alcohol we put into under two groups. Like the fermented part is we put the sour, but also that the real taste is hot. You know. Oh, like interesting. Candy. Can we talk about alcohol for a minute? Because I feel like, and this is something that you touched on, you know, that people are dealing with the, a lot of emotions right now. Mm-hmm. How, how does, so, you know, you just kind of mentioned that alcohol being a sour food um, is going to be detrimental to putting that kind of food into our body. Um, can you talk about the effect of, of alcohol with the emotions and how mm-hmm. alcohol affects? Um, because I know everybody's re- feeling very stressed out right now. Um, but I also know people are drinking a lot more, um, having yeah. a little extra gla- glass of wine. Um, so can you can you tell us a little bit about how that affects our body? So the alcohol is um, like the, any kind of fermented food, according to Tibetan medicine, the in the food has a more predominant fire element. So the food, the nature of the food is more hot. Mm-hmm. So the more hot means is if you have the fever, if you have any kind of like a blood disorders, or if you have any heart disorder, or if you have like liver condition, and then that definitely will affect, is not good. Because is that the fever, those kind of like that the main seed, the problem is the fire contained. So then that the fire element food putting into the body that will get worse. But then when we're looking that then generally when we look in the alcohol, alcohol causing you sort of like drunk, alcohol is like rosy. So in the Tibetan medicine, we say when you drink alcohol, there's three stages. So the first drink, the before completely drunk, is that the alcohol makes you everything looks like fine, looks like you arrived into the paradise, you know? <laughs> so even like someone punch you on your face, looks like you will reply back to smiling, sort of like that you feel everything's okay, sort of that. Mm-hmm. So that way, many people sort of like when they have the depression, this kind of they like to eat, doing that. But then once they are not able to stay in the boundaries of that level, if they go to the second level of the drunk, then you feel sort of like that the you know crazy. Then your whole mind is not able to control. You could not control your mind then you became like aggressive. So then is a fighting, all those kind of things comes. Mm. Then end, then they knock down the, your sort of like the, the conscious, then you're falling down, then you sleep as like a corpse. Yes. <laughs> this three is like the, the three stages of the alcohol. So be, even that the, before you getting like a paradise, that is already not good, already is too much. So that the alcohol used to use as like a medicine system, at that time, the maximum three tablespoon. So you stay there, then that is good amount to help. And, and but so that's, but that's transferring herbs or any other kind of decoctions through the alcohol, <laughs> through the maximum of three. Uh, yeah. But, that, but the intention is, is different if it's medicine versus yeah. if it's um, to manage stress or trauma or what other kind of things are, you know, emotionally 
surfacing. Yeah. So this that the alcohol is uh, even is like just plain alcohol without herbs, nothing. But it used as like that the healthcare, you know, like to restoring the digestive systems, the metabolic systems to any kind of like a cold, wet, humid. So this kind of environment, people drinks. Right. So that helps, especially like winters, snow regions, so those kind of. So even though it's like a small amount, but then since this, that alcohol has this like dozy, and then people like to drink. So this is sort of like that alcohol. So in our today's, this case is sort of like the alcohol is also very harmful for this, the this that the epidemic disease or any kind of like a contagious disease time, alcohol is one of the the not good food to have. Yeah. Uh, what what kind of foods can we eat or consume within our bodies um, that will will support us to stay strong? In generally, I think is that <clears throat> not only good part is like a sour taste and then the hot like the chili peppers or those kind of. Oh, these are all the things that I eat. I mean, I love <laughs> sauerkraut and kombucha and uh, and I love hot peppers. So I yeah. will make sure to be more careful about those. Yeah, I think is, uh, yeah, those food nature is more sharper, rougher. So it's good to preventing gain weight. So those kind of is good. But uh, once you have certain like the health issues, and in particular at this moment is may not good. I'm not talking for the healthy people. I'm just talking for the people who affect it. Okay. So your case is not good to eat those kind of food. <clears throat> That's number one. The number two is the rest of any food is okay, but you need to also work a little bit your <clears throat> individual conditions. But uh, it's more or less every food is okay. But the important is when you eat food, you try to make sure they're well cooked or steamed, boiled. So less fatty food like the fat, sort of like the fried food or like the baked food. So those kind of you try to eat less. And then other than any kind of food is okay. And then another one is important you put either like olive oil or the the best one is the ghee, mm -hmm. the melted fresh butter. So like that the, the ghee is very good. So those kind of ghee or the, the, the olive oil would be good to use as like the oils. At this moment, also not that good um, sesame oils, or peanut butter oils, those kind of oil is may not good, included the sunflower oils, not so good if you have the contagious affected, this disease affected. What is um, what is it about the uh, sesame oil and um, sunflower oil that are not as healthy the same way that olive oil would be? Or, um, you know, and the peanut butter is, is not so much. Like what makes the difference between them? Yeah. Because it's the olive oil, the nature is like the more neutral and then fresh cooling. But the sunflowers and then the sesame oil is warm nature. So that warm nature, if you have like heat in your body, like a fever, because this contagious disease then end and lead to the fever. 
So if you have that seed in your body, if you eat warm natural food, that can cause to more sort of like uh, getting into the serious. So for that reason, it's better don't eat. That makes sense. So we're really so if if your system is inflamed, or if you have blood conditions, or if you're experienced the coronavirus, taking out some of these things, uh, the warming things and the sour things will help and the fermented things will really help uh, your body process a lot faster. Exactly, exactly. Included also when we're looking like a meat group like the lamb. Um, and the meat group as well is is how, how does that how does that fit into this diet? Yeah, the lamb, lamb, you know, the sheep's meat. Oh, gotcha. Other is okay, like beef is okay, chickens okay, fish is okay, goat is okay, but all in the lamb is not good. Okay, it's the same. Also, lamb nature of the lamb is warm. Gotcha. I don't need any of those. So <laughs> um, that's great. Okay. That, well, that, that help. Will those, will removing those things from our diet help us stay healthy if we're not experiencing COVID right now? Um, will those things kind of support our system um, if we're, if we're already healthy or is that protocol more for people who are experiencing acute symptoms? Yeah, this is more sort of like the people who's experiencing sort of like the symptoms. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, and if you're just tuning in, we're chatting with Mempa, um, who is the, the doctor and teacher um, at the Shangsheng School of Tibetan Medicine in Conway. And um, if, if people, if we have somebody who is living in our house right now um, that is more vulnerable, maybe an older family member or just folks who are living in close quarters, um, what, can, what can they do to stay healthy? Yeah, I think is stay healthy is that the, uh, there could be do two things. Number one, you try to less contact people who, you know, go regularly go out. Uh, this is would be one good. And then the second one is as the, the CDC advising, you know, the washing the hands and then don't touch a lot of things. So all those kind of things would be good. And then the another one is important one is you try to eat good food, good nutrition, good food. You try to eat three times a day and especially the breakfast is very important. So you eat the food or whatever you like to eat. And then meantime, also is important to do something that breathing exercise. So the breathing exercise helps many things, helps to the regulate the, the blood pressures, to regulate the, the our like the blood pressures, and then also helps to the moving the bodies, also like calm the mind, so on and so forth. But one important thing is to help the lung exercise because the external body need to exercise, inner organ need to exercise, and then mind need to exercise. So the breathing exercise helps to the lung, sort of like the, the lung exercise, and that, that helps to all the body exercise. So this is very important. So you do the exercise. And then another one important one is that the like the calm and then thinking positive, watching less the news and then be aware, but is a more calm down. So this kind of is, I think, very important. 
if you can, you do a little bit like the yoga and a little bit of meditations, eating good, listening music, all those kind of things is like a health. So when we talk in the health, is it all those kind of things is it like a health care? So you do all those things. So I think this is would be important. So you're you're really talking about it being a lifestyle. So as as we kind of are exercising our mind, exercising our lungs, exercising our body, um, it's it's all of those things as well as eating eating good foods, um, full of nutrition. Um, that those are the really the things that strengthen us and reducing contact and washing our hands. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> when we keep being sort of like when we're talking to keep good health. And many of us, we think is a diet is very important. We should get food from the whole food store, organic food, this, that. Yes, it is very important. In the meantime, also is the nutrition food for our mind also very important. <clears throat> to train our mind to thinking positive, to thinking kindness, to developing that the compassion, kind, loving all those is also like a nutrition food for our mind. We are develop, try to develop the compassions, not always to the other side. Once we do the compassion kind to the other people, reflect back and the well-being of us. So this is like the well-being of myself, my family, my community, and then entire the world. So all those is like important. The another one, as we said before, exercise, physical exercise, organ exercise, system exercise, like the breathing exercise is one of the most important one. Yes. Is the, uh, is the breathing <clears throat> exercise, is it, um, is it a type of <clears throat> breath work or is it getting outside and getting fresh air and moving your body and getting your heart rate up? Yes, there is. A, a simply, yes, we can do sort of like deep breathing, inhale, deep breathing, exhale, when you're inhaling time, you imagine I'm inhaling all the essence of the five elements or simply all the outer natures I'm inhaling. And then exhaling time, I'm exhaling all the negative things in my body, in my body, throughout. Yes, you can think in that and you can do this way, the breathing. And then inhaling time, you imagine is all the nutrition coming in. Exhaling time, all the bad things going out, and then end. Then you imagine is my body is became like pure, clean, healthy. So this is good. And then if you want more deeper, so then you also can take like the breathing yoga, you know, like a class. So this kind of also is good. But simply, yes, you can do. So just a really simple kind of visualization of breathing in the five elements. Can you tell us all the five elements quickly? Yeah, the five elements in the, according to Tibetan medicine, is like earth, water, fire, um, the wind, and the space. So those are the five elements. So, so this, that the, yeah, it's a, like earth element present like a yellow color. Water, per, water element present like the white color. Fire element present the red color. And then air element present green color. And a space element present the blue color. So when you inhaling time, you imagine all those five colors enter in your body. Mm. Those five colors also very fresh, bright color. 
and a little bit cooling nature enter your body and then to nutrient all your body systems. And then when you exhale in time and then you imagine it's a dark brownish color coming out from your nostril or the mouth and a little bit warm nature. So then it's inhaling, you imagine it's all the five elements, like a pure essence of the five elements entering your body and the exit time, all the bad thing is like exiting. So this kind of also you can do. Then uh, people, if you want to more study these kind of things, also we have here the regularly yoga teachings. Also we have yoga class and then you can take the yoga class. But also there is a very good a book written by one of the, our yoga teacher. They call it like harmonized breathing. So this kind of book also you can read and you can learn a lot. And the the harmonized breathing um, book is is all is just about breathing and regulating your breathing. Yes, the breathing, regulating the breathing, and then uh, what is the benefit of the breathing, and then which systems. So, it's a very amazing book. Great, I know. I'm I'm always amazed anytime I learn a new breathing technique because they're so powerful and they work immediately. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, because breathing is sort of like that the energy runs the body, you know. Right. So it's once the breathing able to control or able to manipulate to that whole body system is either need to more active or need to calm down. You can change through this, that the breathing. Now, can we talk a little bit about anxiety? How, how are you treating, how does Tibetan medicine treat the anxiety that's surfacing during the COVID? Because I think that you touched on this earlier, how how much the, the mental and the emotional um, component is being affected. Of course, our, our bodies are, are, you know, being affected by this, but I think the, the mental and the emotional stuff that is coming up for people, the fear. Um, can you talk a little bit about how Tibetan medicine um, is, is working, working to help people with that? Okay, thank you. Yeah, so... Yes, you are right, because this COVID-19, just hearing the name, it makes it scaring, you know? Right. So, COVID-19 is, yes, they're affecting the body a lot, but also they're more like that the mind is affecting, because the fears that are present, and the fears for the future, and then fears to own self and fears to their family, fears to the community. So that's really, it brings a lot of fears. And then that fear leads the anxieties, anxiety leads, and then insomnias, and then stress, and then this and that. All those kind of things looks like a package then comes with, you know? Right. So this is sort of like, a, it does not matter is the age, does not matter the genders, race, and it, everybody somehow they affected. Is yeah. it really this this COVID nineteen is a, such amazing aid disease? Really, is it affected everybody entire world? So it's it really is amazing. So this kind of yeah, this the anxiety time is the Tibetan medicine. What we can do since we are like the holistic approach, we try to help to the body and we try to help to the mind. So to the, the body, yes, as we said before, we tried to advising the diet, advising that they behave things. 
and then uh, the mind part is like the <clears throat> so when we say like behave physically behave and then we try to also providing the the mental behave and then energy behave so mental behave part is we sort of like the explain the what is the nature of the life and then what is the purpose of the, the worries and then which kind of problem will bring through the, the worries. So these days, a lot of teachers, they're giving a lot of teachings. So all those kind of things is a sort of wonderful. I saw in the YouTube or the Facebook, a lot of musicians, they get together. I mean, in the Zoom, get together and then they playing the music. And a lot of teacher teachings, a lot of healthcare providing, sort of like their own experience to yeah. the people. All those kind of things is really is a sort of valuable in this time that feel as we are a community, that feel as is even though we are social distance, but our heart is close, more close than the before, sort of like, you know? Yeah. I know there's there's a lot of people who like to call it physical distancing because I think people yeah. are connecting more on yeah. the internet and through calling their loved ones. And um, yeah, it still feels like a lot of people feel very banded together and very connected. Um, yeah. So it's it's uh, the, the physical distancing, I think, is is uh, is very accurate to um, to the patterns yeah. that we're experiencing with others. Absolutely. It's physical. Is Even we say it's like a social distance, but it's our heart is together. Yeah. So all in that our physical is a little distance, but it's our heart, our tension is always together. So this one is very good. So then through that is like that the meditation is one important. So to try to calm down, meditation is one important. Then another one also, as we said before, like the breathing, this kind of exercise is one important. The meantime, there's another one also, uh, I'm not sure how could help to the, the, like the Western world. But in Tibet or the Tibetan community people, we do chanting a lot of like mantras. So chanting the mantra also is helps a lot for us. One, we believe the mantras, so this is one thing. But the another hand is when we chanting some of the mantras, we are busy with that, so we don't have time to thinking other things. Right. So I think this also is is a good technique to keep the mind. And the meantime also is very good to mind exercise of the mind the brain so this is also is very good you know yeah so and we send a lot of mantras and especially his holiness the the Dalai lama he advised to chanting the green data mantra of the green data so these days all tibetan community we chanting a lot of that mantra and is that um, is the the green Tara? Is that everywhere? Could if somebody looked it up on the internet, could they find it quite easily as a mantra to um, to repeat? Yes, yes, you can find. And then also, if you go to the, the the YouTube, if you say sort of like His Holiness, and then the COVID nineteen for sure there is comes with you know. So he gave also transmissions. Uh, so yes, you can find it there. 
That's great. And and if um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Energy Matters, and we're chatting with um, the founder and uh, the director of the Shangshong School of Tibetan Medicine right here in Conway. And um, if you are not sure about what a mantra is, um, there it's it's similar to how people recite the rosary. At least from my experience with um, with kind of the like Hindu practices, um, and it's usually a repeated prayer in a different language. Um, it could also be English, but they um, you repeat them over and over the same way that people would um, would say a prayer on a rosary. Um, and they have different purposes. Um, the green Tara is what? Is, what is the green Tara? Can you tell us a little bit about that mantra? Yeah, and the mantra is Om Taritu Taritu Soha. So that is the mantra. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple a mantra. And then the green Tara is a emanation uh, who sort of like the uh, like promise to help to the humanity, their well-being. So we do the practice of the green Tara is sort of like the any kind of when you have like a hopeless time, you pray that and then they help sort of like it. So this is also is a yes, we do that. So this also like the when you have a hope, the hope is I think also very important. Yes. We don't have the hope, then all the purpose of the life is lost. Once we have a hope, then still our life is sort of like the, the reliance. So as a 30 years of working as a Tibetan medicine practitioner in my country or here or the worldwide, so the hope, when we look in patient, the hope is very important. So this mantra also gives you a hope, gives you a stable, gives you also like that they keep the busy of your extra thoughts. So there's many ways, and then the mantra self has, as you said, also there is their own benefit. So there's many ways, yeah, it's a good way to, to recite. <clears throat> That's great. Um, yeah, I, I think that that um, aspect of hope is really, it, it gives you a, a big energy charge. If, you're, if your energetic system has, has hope and promise and these higher vibrational things of joy and gratitude, um, that can really absolutely strengthen your mind and your, your whole body, really. Yeah. The, the, two, the week ago, I was with a doctor from Spain, from Tenerife. He's a surgeon, cardiovascular surgeon. And then we are talking. Then I said, uh, we Tibetan people in general, we chanting a lot the mantras. And he said, oh, that's good because the research found the mantra helps to the brain. Something cortisol of the brain, something regulates, and then it helps for the entire body. So looks like they also people down the research how benefit of the mantra and how the effects. That's great. I love when there's research that happens on very old traditions and things that, you know, yeah. like everybody kind of anecdotally knows that it helps. But it's I love when research catches up because it's like, yes, of course, this is this is beneficial. What do you feel like is is being overlooked right now in with this whole pandemic? So, <clears throat> yeah, that's a little hard to, you know, tell because it's a <clears throat> somehow is locking everybody inside is they create a lot of anxieties 
because as we are locked, so we no one can go out and work. So and then worry about the the futures brings a lot of worries for the future. Yeah. And then if we go out, then there's another worries. So this sort of like a you know another one samsara. Either stay home is worry, go out also worry. So this is a little bit sort of like. But I think is like the to listen the CDC and then the government decisions. Hopefully, we find a good moment. Yeah. Do you do you think this is just kind of off the top of my head? Do you think that these were all the same things? Because I feel like a lot of people worry, and a lot of people experience anxiety and depression. Do you think that? that these things have increased or do you think that all of these anxieties and depressions and worries are just focused on one thing? I think is that, uh, yeah, last, you know, those days when I'm talking with other my colleagues or other Western doctors and then this kind of thing, each of they said is the anxieties, domestic violence, this and that is increasing. Yes. So children abusing is increasing, domestic violence is increasing, this and that. So I think this is, uh, may not those people are bad, they're doing that, but is they have something that anxiety, in the Tibetan medicine we say is the lung, that the, the, the air element arising, so then they lost power to control. I think that's sort of like happened, you know, because I never thought about uh, this kind of like a sadness time. Again, there is a violent developing. I never thought about. But uh, yeah, they are happening. So so I hope really everybody understand uh, to each of us need kind, loving and compassions. So I think each person understanding the value of the human life yeah, and then value of the families, value of the friends, and then value of the, our communities. I think that's uh, really, I hope people understand and then don't get that much sort of like, you know, that anxieties. Absolutely. So if, if somebody was um, was working with you currently, um, what is what does the treatment look like? Of course, it's it's probably done remotely. Um, but what is um, what is the the um, how does the, the doctor patient visit? I remember that you used to call not people, not patients, but friends in Tibetan. Yeah. I, I always that stuck with me. I loved that from our yeah. last interview. Um, but how do um, what is what is the um, the treatment look like? Not the treatment, but um, the, the protocol of, of working with patients currently? What is uh, it? Yeah, we um, all the the information we talk through the zoom or through the WeChat or through the WhatsApp or whatever those kind of like through the lines. And then also one of the Tibetan medicine. So there's a three approach to the, the Tibetan medicine, sort of like to understanding the what's happening there. Maybe we call it a diagnostics. So there is three, uh, altogether 38, but in summarized into three, <clears throat> like touching like the poles, question answers and the observations. So the at the moment is we uh, among the three, 
The two of them is more or less we are available, but one is we are not available. The touching part, since we are physical distance, we cannot touch. Yeah. But we do the, the question answers and also we see the complexions, this and that. And then one of the Tibetan medicine, like the diagnostics, is the urine. So still we check the urines and then to let the person sort of like steal the urines, which look the colors, this kind of thing. But the urine part, we cannot see perfectly. There can be many things to look at, but as we can see only the colors. So we do these kind of things we try to approach to the people and mainly the question answers how they feel, how long feel, sort of this kind of like that, the, what is the cause, what are the, the, the symptoms, and then what is the habit or the effects. So those things we try to get as much as, and then based on that, we give some recommendations like diet, behave. And then at the moment, I'm personally mainly, I recommend for the people do yoga, meditations, and then do something self like home remedies. Uh, so I mainly I do that. An example like when you beginning feeling like a shivering time, you try to drink ginger tea. Mm. So that a ginger tea will help the the heat kicking out, not going in more deeper levels. Right. Because when we feel like shivering, like a common season flu like a common flu symptoms, that means is still that the, the, the virus or that disease is in superficial body, not enter into the body yet. So at that time, we have a chance to kicking out. So recommend so like drinking the ginger teas, try to wear a warm cloth, stay relaxed, don't go out, don't drink any sour liquid. So those kind of things we recommend. Once they get into the second stage, sort of like once you get it, like the fever runnings and then the temperature is going up, then is losing appetite. That means is now this, that the disease enter to the body second level, more deeper. So at that time, then what we recommend is now don't drink the ginger teas because ginger has the sharp, rough nature that can causing like a fever go more stronger. <clears throat> What you do is you try to drink like a glandular tea or the chamomile tea. If you have like dandelion, so that you drink the dandelion tea. So those kind of, we advise. And then you stay home and then you don't get too warm body. Don't sit under the sunlight or don't stay near the fire. So those kind of things. And in the meantime, if you have coughing or sore throat, then we advising you boiled a pot of water. Inside the water, you put uh, like a few pieces of the cloves and a little bit of milk, cow's milk or goat milk, either one is fine. And then you try to steam and inhale the steams. So that inhaling, that steam helps to the smooth or the throat. So it helps. So we recommend in that. And then also when we look in the cloves, cloves is, according to Tibetan medicine, is one of the best medicine for the antivirus. Cloves are? The cloves. 
Um, yep, like the um, thing that you- antivirus. That's great. So, yeah. um, is that something that people would consume through medicine, through like uh, through through sprinkling it on their food or through tea? Yeah, you can make a tea if it's not a serious cases. You can put it in the food. You eat the food. And then if the more serious case, you can make a tea and then you can drink tea. So like five to seven pieces of the cloves, you can boil into one cup of water, <clears throat> try to reduce one third down and then a little bit cool down. It's not too hot, not too cold, then you can drink. So this is a very good medicine, uh, like the herbs. And then these kind of things. Then once you get to the third stages, again, then fever is running very high. And then studying the mental is a sort of like hallucination and so on and so forth. You have different dreams. At that time, what it means is now that the heat, not only the heat, but also involved with the, the, the wind element. So in the Tibetan medicine, we call it like empty fever. Mm. But at that time, it's good to drink a little bit of like bone broth. Like that soup made out of the bone or the meat broth. Mm -hmm. But then that helps to this wind come down. Once the wind come down, then is that the, we can see which level is that the fever. So, so those kind of things, we guiding them is day by day, hour by hour. We give them like the, the advice. And then if they need it, also we send, as I said before, we send also the herbs, what we have, uh, to help for the lungs, to help for the flus, to help for the fevers. So those kind of also we sending the herbs for them. That's great. Yeah. So um, and so, and those go through the mail or something like that. You you prepare them for people as individuals, and then and then um, send them. Or are they available for pickup for local people? No, it's local people is a pickup. Uh, we leave the outer door on on the porch. They pick up, but the, also the other state we send through the mail. That's so great. these days is uh, all the Tibetan medicine practitioner is busy to running to the post office because is there's a lot of requirement, you know. There's a lot of demands, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of things to sending. So yeah, we try our best because it's a, uh, you know, the Western medicine doctors, nurse, <clears throat> the you know front line. They really they give up their life, their families to working on this serving the people and then not only the medical care people but also the many other professionals included like the food store seller whatever those people work there Absolutely. and then we Tibetan medicine community people also we feel so like since we learned a natural medicine so also we are type of like the, the, the doctor or the medicine which called the member we feel also our duty is to serve the humanity and then to support those frontline, the doctors, nurse, practitioners, and then serve the humanity. We feel like this is our duty. So we, we give all the medicines free. We send everything free. All the Tibetan medicine community is uh, we are like busy as bee these days. Yeah, um, but Mempa, it's so nice chatting with you. Um, if people are curious about um, your work, you can go onto the shangsheng.org and find out lots more information. And thank you so much for being on the show today. <laughs> <laughs>